Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 23. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's your friendly neighborhood, Nate, here. But I also have <laughs> special guests, Ricky and Anna, on here. This is We're going to have a discussion today. And, oh boy, I am excited for this discussion. I, this The ongoing joke here, if you've listened to any amount of these podcast episodes, I always say I'm super excited about what I'm talking about. <laughs> if I ever don't say that, maybe be worried during that right. episode. Because this one, this episode, I am glad to talk about it because it was sparked by a thread in the Project 24 community. Uh, it was called I Am Lost and Confused by Project 24 member Explore with Andy. Really, really good discussion going on there. And high level, the discussion was, do I need to do XYZ in my videos in order to make YouTube videos? So show my face. Do I need to use my voice? What if I have a what's called a hidden disability? What if I have a hard time formulating sentences? Like a lot of areas, uh, questions of do we need to include that in our videos to make good YouTube videos versus not? And so... For your sake, I wanted to say high level what we're going to be discussing in this uh, episode is face versus no face in videos, uh, voice versus not using your own voice in your videos, um, how transparent we need to be um, on disabilities or personal life or things like that versus keeping it professional, um, being interesting versus boring. Like what if I'm just a boring person? Am I doomed to fail on YouTube? Um, personality, like do I need to add a lot of personality versus just straight delivery of content? And then uh, the last thing is just original content versus kind of rehashing what's already out there on YouTube. So here we have it. I'm going to take this just kind of loose form, one topic at a time, and let's get some real answers. Let's talk about what our thoughts are on this. So let's start out with this face versus no face in your YouTube videos. This is perhaps one of the biggest questions that comes up all the time. Do I need to show my face in my YouTube videos to be successful? What are your thoughts? No, <laughs> no. My opinion is no. Um, I, I do think it's going to be harder for most people because, um, I mean, we've talked about, I mean, there's different types of channels that work, but for most people trying to create a channel that is interesting for a certain audience is, is going to be pretty important. Not just in, not just like straight up information. We need something interesting um, that people enjoy watching and without showing your face, you're, you've now removed probably your most emotive like feature of your body, like the thing that shows the most emotion and interest. And so you're just going to have to step up everything else. You're gonna have to be really thoughtful about, you know, how you lay things out. If you're doing a hands kind of thing, like what's the setup like, what's the movement like, how quick is it moving? I think you're just gonna have to be more conscientious of that mm -hmm. to keep it moving and interesting and exciting and have really emotive hand movements. I'm yeah. here like moving my hands a lot. Um, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I've actually watched quite a few channels that don't show their face and like use only their hands to demonstrate things. And it was very captivating and I really enjoyed it. I watched it all the way through. Of course, I was interested in the subject matter, but uh, the reason why it worked so well, or one of the reasons I think is because they had high, high production quality. Mm -hmm. So they oh, had yeah. good point. very nice lighting, uh, very good composition in their shots. It was very intentional and in this one in particular, he used his hands to demonstrate, but he also did use his voice. He did have a voice over. So you could hear his personality through uh, the voice. So I think if you are going to or not going to show your face, 
maybe just bump up the production quality. Make sure your light is on par, your audio is great, because those things are going to distract if they're they're not as good. Um, mm. I think when you are on camera, people are a little more forgiving of that stuff because they can yeah. they can see your face. I mean, and there's clearly the there are clearly other approaches to not showing your face. There's um, using B-roll footage. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's tons and tons of channels that do various list videos that can be really, really interesting. And oftentimes, they're using some sort of either stock footage or B-roll footage of some kind um, so that they are not the subject of the video. Mm-hmm. And I think that, well, I know that can be really effective because there are some huge, huge channels doing it. I think for them, it's more about picking um, topics and finding things for the list that are like, really interesting mm-hmm. and then making the title and thumbnail make it seem even more interesting <laughs> <laughs> in many cases i've seen it if you're not showing your face exactly what you were saying ricky um and 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 anna you need to compensate in other ways yeah in most of the time showing your face when i see it it's almost like a shortcut in many cases <clears throat> both for the video itself the interest factor because our face humans were naturally drawn to look at faces right mm-hmm. they've shown studies with babies they tend to look at faces first right, right? um and the same is true with thumbnails it's easier to brand your thumbnails if you're showing your face in your thumbnail because it's your face you know yeah um so that creates a natural continuity or branding across all your thumbnails but I look at it like, look, if I'm if I'm not going to show my face in my videos, it's like if I were playing the uh, the U.S. sport of basketball, right? And I and I had to tie one of my hands behind my my back. I would have to compensate somehow. Exactly yeah. what you were saying. And so it requires looking at it differently. If you've always assumed you got to show your face, and if you've if you've started your channel without showing your face, then it's just what you've always done, and that's just fine. And I'm not saying it's a uh, it's like a bad thing at all. Uh, the equivalent of tying your hand behind your back. It's just you have to do things a little bit differently in order right. to be successful with it. The other thing uh, I was looking at with that is, in in many cases, showing your face versus not showing your face is a matter of um, understanding uh, its connection with the audience, but also understanding why the audience watches in the first place. And I'm glad you brought that up about it being a... Um, if you're on camera, you tend to be more of the central topic or focus of the video versus just doing the content. Right. So that's a really good point. Also, just really quickly, it also your niche could help you out. So say if you have a very visual niche, that's going to help you as opposed yeah. to a more just dry informational niche. So if you have a channel about cooking, you know, you can easily show what you're doing and even add text to the screen, show your recipes and all that. Um, whereas if you're talking about finances, it might be a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Totally true. I don't know. Some people like if you're just like entering stuff in the spreadsheet <laughs> and doing a voiceover, I mean, that could be really enthralling. for some. Um, you never know. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. I'll just say I, I know people like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that's great okay Okay, so to the question of do you have to show your face or 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 not i think we've outlined there's there's various pros and cons with each of them yep uh and so it's kind of comes down to a personal choice in many cases uh you you don't have to uh, but you do have to realize that different things have to be in place if you're not showing your face right in your in your videos 
Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next one, unless you have anything else on that one. Nope. No, no, good. I'm okay. still laughing about Ricky's joke. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to picture it. I'm, I'm, so I'm, my background is engineering, and then uh-huh. I went to business school. And in both places, there are spreadsheet people, <laughs> like straight up. And <laughs> So you're allowed to make fun of them, is it? Is oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like somewhere on that spectrum, you know? Like uh-huh. I wouldn't watch YouTube videos of like just a spreadsheet. I wouldn't find that entertaining, but I also probably wouldn't find it nearly as boring as most. Uh-huh. <laughs> Different I, brains make the world go round. That's right. right. <laughs> there you go. And I, I feel like you could make a video like where you have a camera on your hands. Totally. And then like, and then you show it, show it appearing on the screen. And I don't know. I'm actually thinking this could be a fun channel. Yeah. Now I'm thinking like, wow, you could do some fun stuff with that. <laughs> okay, next question. Using your own voice versus no voice on in your video versus somebody else's voice, like hiring someone to do a voiceover. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, okay, first I wanted to say why would what would be the reasons why you would or wouldn't? And this applies to showing your face versus not. There's privacy concerns sometimes. Uh, sometimes um, you may have uh, maybe self-conscious about how you look or how your voice sounds or your accent or how you pronounce things, or, or things like that. So there's a lot of things that go into this decision of, of, of voice versus no voice. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you need to have your own voice in a video? Again, I'm going to say no on the need. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, going back to the no face, I mean, if you're not showing your face, then depending on the type of video you're making, if we go back to kind of the, the B-roll type video, um, and we get some like cool music going with that and, and then text on the screen that's popping up that, I mean, that's obviously been very effective on many mm-hmm. channels. Um, so it does it, can it work to, to get views? Um, yes. At, at this point, there's very little, there's no real connection between you and your audience though. Mm-hmm. And so um, if we're looking at this overall in terms of building up, your own business. Okay, cool. We've got, we can do ads, YouTube ads. We're mm-hmm. going to make some money there. Mm-hmm. But like, who's really like in love with that brand? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, who's going to buy an info product or even merch or anything, you know? Um, you might be able to do some kind of affiliate thing just because of what your niche is or whatever. But like, I think, I think it's going to be a bit limiting on that standpoint just because there's no... There's no brand building. There's no recognition of you as a person. Um, so there are trade-offs there that I think we need to have in mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I actually, this just made me think of a video that I watched at home on my own free time. Uh, it was a guy who was backpacking and he did not use his voice and he didn't show his face necessarily, but he did set up shots of him just walking through the woods. And then yep. another shot of him hiking. And it showed like the sequence of him getting up this mountain. He he did use uh, drone shots as well, which made it pretty interesting. Yeah, but for sure. that's not uh, to music, I should say. So um, it was really relaxing, actually. It was a place he was hiking. It was I was interested in. So it was almost like I got a virtual tour of that's that cool. area where I was interested in going. Yeah, I like I that. I think there are, I mean, if we're willing to show our who we like our show ourselves, but not talk. I've seen some channels that do this really effectively. I've seen like, I've watched a video where for like 20 minutes, I watched this guy do like phase one of building a timber frame cabin mm-hmm. just to music. 
for like 20 minutes straight. <laughs> just because like, you're just like, okay, how's he doing that? Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Oh, uh, and all hand tools, you know, just like super cool. Um, there's the guy, uh, we've probably, most of us have probably seen this. The guy who like takes um, like some of those hacks, like the five minute hack kind of things. Mm-hmm. And he just like makes fun of them sort of where oh, like, yeah. he's just like, the TikTok guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I've seen that and I've seen like a compilation of a bunch of those that, you know, it's a little bit longer form uh-huh. um, and it's hilarious, but I don't think he ever says a word, right? Yeah. Like that, that works. Um, and it's like the facial expressions and the, it's like, watch the, watch the five, watch the little hack. And then he's like, just does the thing like without <laughs> needing the hack. The hack's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and he's able to shine the light on that just through his body movements, his facial expressions. Uh-huh. It can absolutely be done. So if you have a, if the, if the concern is your voice, you, that, yeah, I think it can still be done. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. There's, there's again, a trade-off there, right? Because uh-huh. I, visually the most emotive thing we have is our face, but audibly like, you know, our voice has the, is very emotive. And so if we're not going to have that, we're probably going to have to overdo the emotion with the music, the other audio that we use, as well as the physical, what we're showing, mm-hmm. the visible. In fact, yeah, I, I think you touch on a good point there because probably the two most easily uh, connected with things are, are face like and, and voice. Yeah. And so it, without either of those, that's when I would start to get a bit worried. I could say one or the other, okay, yeah, you can do without that, we can compensate, et cetera. But it can get a bit difficult if, unless... To mm, here, I want to qualify this. It could be a bit difficult to make it to make content that is original feeling and yeah. memorable. So you can create content that are conglomerations of other stuff. You know, just just right. music, just showing other stuff. Um, but it's it tends to inherently feel more generic. Yes. that type of content. And you immediately have an issue with that if you're looking at future monetization methods, unless you're doing unless you have a very specific. Uh, skill set um, like the hiking thing where you have drone shots and you that's a lot of original footage and it's kind of cool and the music is great or you're building a cabin out of yeah. with just hand tools right so it can still be done but in a lot of cases I feel like that kind of question is being asked by someone who may not have that type of production quality mm-hmm. like do mm-hmm. I need to use my face I don't have access to that kind of resources so what do I do instead well first of all I would encourage you to try showing your face or, right. or, or using your voice. If, but at that point, if there isn't ways to do that, then there are ways to, um, you can actually get on like Fiverr, mm-hmm. for example. And if you create a script for a video, let's say it's a list video, style uh-huh. of video, top five uh, destinations in uh, Hawaii or something. And you create a list video, you do a lot of good footage, you'd make it engaging, all of that. You don't show your face. And if, if you don't want to use your voice, you can get on Fiverr and hire someone to read your script for you. And it's usually pretty cheap. Yeah. But it's a definite option you can use um, as, as to, to do that. If, if you don't feel comfortable using your own voice, then it's definitely something you can do. Mm-hmm. Another option is maybe think of a friend or a family member who would be willing to do it for you. There yeah, might be true. someone who yeah. uh, loves, you know, using their voice or being on camera. Uh, you never know. Or maybe you have a, a partner, or husband and wife, or husband mm-hmm. or wife that could help you out with that. I've seen some couple duos that do really well with that. Yeah. But that may not be an option for everyone. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm glad you brought that up. That's a that's a good point. Using yeah. the resources at hand mm-hmm. to for do sure. that. 
And the other thing, depending on the, the broader picture, and this applies to everything we're discussing here, but the broader picture, if you look a little long term, longer term on your channel, what are you planning to do with it? Yeah. How big are you planning on it being? And how are you planning on monetizing? Because these types of questions will affect it. Like to Ricky's point of if you're going to try to sell an information product and you don't show your face or, or use your own voice like that might be something I would point that as a red flag. I would say you might have a hard time with that. It's not that it's impossible. It's just by showing your face or using your voice or, or doing things that make you a unique content creator on YouTube, you become memorable. And yeah. that is what will help people to, to feel like they know you better. And I think the same is probably the case for like sponsorships too. People, brands want to sponsor people who have influence over their audience. If your audience you know, again, you have no branding and no personality with your audience and they come for your content, but to them, they don't know if you're, if they don't remember, it's like, was this video made by this channel or one of these other hundred channels that are similar? Um, and if that's the case, you don't have influence. And so um, one thing that's coming up, by the way, is that um, Google Chrome now is following suit with, um, you know, uh, Apple with Safari and, and many other browsers and stuff. And they're, um, we're, we're going to reach a point where the default is that they don't use third-party tracking cookies. What this impacts is advertising. Um, since they won't be tracking all of your behavior online, they won't be able to target ads in the browser the way they have been. So if, you, if companies want to really target a specific type of audience, they're now going to be much more limited. There's a few platforms where they really could. On Facebook, Facebook knows everything about you because you use it um, and you're logged in. Mm -hmm. So they don't need third-party data. They have it all. Mm -hmm. And so companies will be able to target specific audiences on Facebook. But Facebook ads are already really expensive. Whereas another platform we log into and they know a lot about what our interests are. YouTube, mm -hmm. right? And so I suspect that as companies realize that they can't target an audience quite as well on just general digital ads on the web. Um, as that happens, they're going to be, especially the bigger companies are going to want to spend more of their money in places where they can be more targeted and have more influence. Makes total sense. And the smart companies have already realized that YouTubers have a lot of influence. And so if we can build up that influence, we can become extremely valuable. Um, yeah. I mean, Mr. Beast knows this. Mm -hmm. Mr. Beast knows that if somebody sponsor, sponsors an, a video of his, it's going to cost him a small fortune and it's going to be a fraction of what it's going to cost them to run like a primetime TV ad. Mm -hmm. And it's going to get way more traction. Yeah, it's shifting. The attention's shifting yep. towards more influencer marketing. And totally. brands are realizing that if they can just get on the inside, so to speak, yep. with an audience, a group of people that like someone that know yep. like and feel like they trust them then yes definitely that will have a huge impact on it going forward just something to keep in mind if you're like ah, eh, i don't really really care about building a brand or uh, you know i i personally don't care about like being famous but having influence in an area with an audience is extremely valuable and I feel like that's worth bringing up. I think in the past, the quote unquote influencers right. put a bad name on it because it, yeah. and it's still the case sometimes, but many times the, the Instagram influencers, for example, they got 
quote unquote famous just right. by posting a bunch of pictures of themselves. Right. And they had nothing else to do with it. But when you're building a YouTube channel, it almost doesn't matter what the topic is. Mm-hmm. Any type of YouTube channel, uh, you are building an audience around something. And so if a brand knows your channel is about woodworking, for example, and you have a strong connection with your audience and that brand has something for that audience, you can bet they want to pay for that exposure. Totally. If that's part of their model and they've realized that YouTube is very effective yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so next point I want to bring up. This one's going to be interesting because in the original thread that kind of sparked this discussion, um, the the creator mentioned what they call a, uh, sorry, the Project 24 member mentioned what they call a hidden disability. Mm -hmm. And it's something that's not necessarily visible. It's not like a audible stutter type of thing, but they were concerned about creating videos with this type of disability. And so I kind of wanted to speak on a general terms, how transparent do we need to be or should we be in terms of what disabilities we have or, or other personal quote unquote personal things with our channel audience versus being professional and just keeping it all private type of thing. What are your thoughts on that? Well, there's a few different ways you could go about it. You could just mention it in your video. You could acknowledge it really briefly. And, um, you know, that way you can move past it if that's what you want to do. Um, you can make it part of your channel so um, people can kind of relate to that, but also obviously be there for your content within your niche. Um, or you could not acknowledge it um, and still go forward. And there's nothing wrong with that either. I guess it depends on the unique situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, I, f- I personally feel like in many cases, um, we're better off sort of leaning in rather than kind of ignoring um, quirks, whether it's a disability or anything else that we, that we have any sort of um, that we're self-conscious about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say we should just make light of those things or make jokes out of them. That's not really what I'm saying, but just kind of, I, I find that for me, like authenticity and sometimes even vulnerability um, is just, it's, a, it's, it's more connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously we all have sort of different levels of comfort with that. Um, I had a good friend in high school who back then um, already had a really bad stutter like a really bad stutter. And he mm-hmm. um, was sometimes self-conscious about it, but he was a pretty outgoing guy and he just kind of learned to live with it. And sometimes in the middle of what he was saying is like, all of a sudden he just couldn't get it out. Um, and now he's a school teacher. He spends all day talking to high school students. That's awesome. Um, just, and and I don't know if it's a big deal. I don't know if it, I, I know I, I'm confident that he has not gotten over the stutter. It's not one of those things. It was um, a life. It's going to, it's just a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, got family members with different um, various dis- disabilities um, an, an autistic nephew um, family members with uh, Asperger's and other um, kind of spectrum type, uh, you know, on the autism spectrum um, type disabilities and, um, and live the li- live their lives in sort of <clears throat> various different ways, and um, I understand the uh, you know the impact of hidden disabilities. Most people would look at him and say, "Well, that guy's kind of weird," mm-hmm. and, and and nobody wants that. Nobody wants to have those the the YouTube <laughs> hatred and vitriol and 
mean comments. Um, so I understand. I, I feel like that. there's a there's a balance to be made here because yeah. in some ways, if it's something that does affect the viewing experience, it feels like it needs to be explained. Yep. Uh, and so because if it is something that people are going to be like, what? Like, what's going on here? I don't understand. Then it makes sense to explain it. Yep. And just be just be open with it. Now, how far you go into making that part of your branding, I think, is up to you. But in many cases, it seems like that's a good idea. Uh, an example of this, is, this wasn't on YouTube, but a while back I was in, this was in my ye old days when I was much <laughs> younger. Uh, there was a guy that came to speak to a group of, I think there was a bunch of youth or something. And he came and he had an abnormally large nose with this big thing on the side of it. And the thing was, he could have come and given his speech to us and not mentioned it at all, and we probably still would have all listened, uh, but there would have been kind of unspoken questions in people's minds, and for a lot of people, things out of the ordinary um, generate attention, right? And it's or distraction, right? Yeah. And so what this guy did was he, in the first like 30 seconds, he said, hey, my name is, and first thing I need to say is, what is this thing on my nose? <laughs> and so what he did was he kind of made a joke out of it. And then after that, we didn't have to wonder about it anymore. And yep. so we could focus on what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is something that that should be looked addressed in your, in your channel. If there are things yeah. that are visible or noticeable that could potentially be fixating or distracting, distracting then acknowledge them. I watched a recent video of, of Jim's uh, <laughs> on backfire. And I think, I don't know if you guys watched it, but he had like broken out in hives on his forehead. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> he mentioned it that he, and he just acknowledged it really quick and yeah. made a, a joke. I saw it, it on my and, phone. I was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Cause I couldn't see anything on his forehead. So I was like, what are you even talking about? I think he had eventually <laughs> zoomed into it or oh, something. Oh, he may have. Really I might've missed that part, but you know, Jim just made a joke about it and moved yeah. on with the content. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and that's something that isn't always easy to do, but it, it's a confidence thing. Um, uh, a lot of just like a lot of what it comes down to, to be, I don't know, successful just comes down to confidence. I was talking to some guys this morning um, about that with kids and stuff and, and bullying. And it's like, you know, when a kid learns martial arts, this is, that was the discussion this morning, um, they often stop getting bullied, not because they start beating up the bullies, but because they have the confidence that they can't hurt me. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they behave that way. And the bully's like, well, that person's no fun to pick on anymore. And they just, they stop. Mm -hmm. And that was my experience as a kid too. Um, one, I was, I was uh, just big. I've always had a, like a wide frame. I have big shoulders and stuff. And so I didn't have to deal with that. From about fifth grade on, I was big enough. It wasn't a problem for me. But even the few times it kind of was, like, I just was always confident. And it was like, Okay, those people just always just back down. Never required any sort of even real confrontation. Um, and the same has happened in business. When it, when I first started at Income School with Jim, he had been podcasting. He'd been on YouTube, and that guy from the time I met him, like twenty five years ago, he just always had confidence. Just whatever I'm going to do, it's it's going to work. It'll work. And so, um, like the first time we met to talk about income school we recorded a podcast and i'd never been like you know public speaking same for me as it is for anybody else and i was so nervous i was gonna do something wrong and he's like 
I'm like, so are we going to like edit this thing and stuff? He's like, no, that takes too long. We're going to record it. And when we're done, we'll tack on some music and we're, we're, we're good. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, um, but I can edit stuff out if I really screw up, right? Whatever. If you want to take the, t- I mean, and that's what happened when we started YouTube. He had this set up in his office and he's like, we're going to hit record. If the real, if the recording really wasn't very good, we might re-record it. But these are one take videos. And because he had multiple camera angles set up, this, he had this whole setup for his old business. And that's how we recorded our first videos. And I was scared to death. But he <laughs> was so confident. And I, I, got to, I got to be a part of that at first. And I realized after a little while, it's like, people are going to say mean things in the comments sometimes to me. Um, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, honestly, I've seen that it, when somebody does acknowledge kind of the awkward things or the hard things, oftentimes, <clears throat> oftentimes the mean comments take care of themselves because the audience that loves you yeah. for who you are, I mean, they're there. They're just like, dude, get out of here. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> like you don't belong here. You're a troll. You know, uh-huh. like they take care of it for you because they love you because of that authenticity mm-hmm. and that vulnerability. They feel connected to you. So yeah. Um, I've, I've experienced that myself, by the way. Yeah. I've had people like, it's like, if there's a mean comment, it's like, I, I could address it. Maybe I'll just leave it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you know, within a day, four other people have jumped on there and been like, dude, what are you talking about? You don't, you don't <laughs> even know this. Is this your first video you've ever watched? Because if you knew anything, you would know that's not true. And I mean, anyway, so... So to that point, uh, did you have something? Oh, no, I was just going to say, and I don't want to downplay anything, but um, sometimes we, we are just, um, we think in our heads, you know, we're, we're not confident or we think people are thinking a certain thing about us. We make up these stories and they're not (laughs) most likely. It's just you making up this, this story in your head and um, putting those thoughts in your mind and. Uh, something that I have implemented into my own life is something like a goal. If I want it, I envision myself or I make myself become that person. Now it's not, it's not, how do I get to that point? How do I achieve that goal? It's like, no, I am that person now. Like oh, I, I do, I do work out. I do live a healthy lifestyle. You know, that's how I started becoming healthier before I was, is I just became that person that day I decided. I was like, I already am that person. I'm living that lifestyle. So I could be confident in that, even though I hadn't achieved my goal yet. Oh, so I love that. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. And to that point of the insecurities and, and things that, that you're concerned about, they're very real. So we're not saying they're not real. Totally. Here, but being a, building a YouTube channel, being on, on video can be one of the most liberating experiences. I also have my own. I I hated watching recordings of myself before I started doing this. So I forced myself. I still don't like watching my own videos. <laughs> yeah. I, I forced my, now I love watching. I'm just kidding. I just sit down and replay. just watch myself. Get I'm your just popcorn. So, <laughs> awesome. I'm just kidding. Friday night movie night. Yeah. But uh, so I, I did something that was huge for me. I just sat down and I, I forced myself yep. to watch recordings of myself. I did it once for five hours straight where I just watched raw unedited recordings of myself and that was just a huge deal for me because I learned some things. I learned some stuff that I thought was really cringy, but I also learned that I actually liked aspects of how I talked and how I acted on camera and my expressions and my face and all of those things. 
So I think what we're saying here is YouTube can be a very liberating experience. And so acknowledging those things for yourself first and then also for your audience can be huge, can be really great. You really want to feel awkward about your looks? Just like start having video of yourself play and randomly hit pause. <laughs> no matter when you hit pause, it will look awkward. It will look awkward. <laughs> Like, oh, wow. And make sure you don't have good lighting on. <laughs> yeah, that too. Make sure it's really unflattering lighting. <laughs> is that uh, what I really do with my hands all the time? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is, what are you doing? No, I think that is great. Okay, next thing I wanted to go over here is, so a commonly asked question is, I'm, I'm just a really boring person. Do I need to change something about myself to be successful on YouTube? I'm just a boring person. I mean, you could follow that up with, well, what do I change? But I'm just wanted to talk with the fundamental here. If I think I'm a boring person, am I going to be successful on YouTube? Or do I need to change something about myself on YouTube? I think even if you don't think you're interesting, somebody out there will find something about you yeah. interesting because everybody is unique and everybody has their own things to offer. Also, I think no matter who it is, um, even if you think you're boring, even we all know when we're on camera, we have to really kind of go over the top. Like you have to bump up the energy levels. It's not like yeah. any of us, if you see us on camera, that's us bumping up the energy levels. We're yep. the same people, but it's not like we're like, hey, everybody in normal life, you know, but we have to do that on camera. And then when people see it on um, the video, it just seems normal to them. Totally. So even if you do think you're boring, just bump it up a level. Mm-hmm. I, like that. I also find that to be true. Like when I'm recording video, I think, okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to speak more quickly, more clearly. And then I watch the video and I'm like, oh, it's so slow. I'm talking so slow. You know, um, it doesn't matter how fast I try to talk on video. It's going to sound slow when I watch it. And yeah. same thing with the energy. Um, something about it. We just, you just kind of have to go a little bit over the top, but that doesn't mean changing no. who you are or you know, even having major personality shifts. Um, I mentioned this before, but my background is in engineering. We are like the nerds of the world. You know, it's just, <laughs> just, it's pretty nerdy thing. And a lot of my friends are pretty nerdy people and they're awesome. But we would, we would generally think, well, what's interesting about me? You know, um, <laughs> I, I remember going to a, like a um, continuing education class. They would, they did it. Um, about safety and stuff and chemical plants. And uh, what the guy that was teaching the class said, I'm an engineer. I wear shirts that have, um, that look like graph paper. You know, <laughs> like, you know, like you wear button, you wear collared shirts that have lines going up and down and left and right. Like that's what engineers wear. And I look down, I'm like, yep, my shirt looks like graph paper. <laughs> like that's just, that's just how it is. And it's pretty predictable. It, you, I could have... I would have never thought like anybody would want to listen to me. And yet it's, it's where I am today. And so there's something about you. Um, there are things about me that a lot of people find just kind of endearing, refreshing, whatever. I'm a pretty like open person. I, and so people just like to listen and they feel trusting. Um, and so there are things about me that just people enjoy. And um, I'm also, turns out, I'm, you know, I have a bunch of kids. I have five of them. And so I'm like, 
my dad jokes are like dad joke level five. <laughs> and I just like play into that. And I wear plaid sometimes, you know, and that's just kind of who I am. And I show up to family dinner and me and my dad and my brother are all wearing plaid also. So is my two-year-old son. Um, and that's just how it is. And um, I lean into that a little bit sometimes and just have fun with it. And anyway, you're probably more interesting than you think you are. I think if we took a step back and we, a lot of us asking ourselves that question, oh, I'm just, do I need to be more interesting? I'm just a boring person. If we took a step back and looked at that, we might realize that the profile, that we, the avatar, the type of person we have in our mind that is a interesting person is just a very specific type of person or a specific type of personality. And on YouTube, fortunately, mm -hmm. there is opportunity for a lot of different types of personalities. Some channels are great. They get a massive audience and it, it's because of the really, really dry sense of humor the person has. Like yeah. they speak in mm -hmm. monotone and they have a really dry sense of humor and it still works because guess what? Not everybody is crazy over the top personality. And so we relate with more types of people than just what the profile in our head might look like. This crazy over the top, high energy, extroverted, mm -hmm. people loving person. <laughs> right. That, that just made me think like, I think we have this idea in our head. Like if you went to a party, there's that person, right? That's standing there and there's 12 people around them. <laughs> and they're telling all the stories and they make everything about their life seem super amazing, even if their life in reality isn't quite that interesting, right? Uh -huh. But they just seem that way. Um, you don't have to be that person. Probably many of the people that you see on YouTube that you like on YouTube are not like that. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's funny how many people that are successful on YouTube in real life are super introverts. Mm -hmm. Just like, no, I, I, I would actually really rather not be around people. Um, and that's why I think a lot of, you, you know, you go to like a conference like Vid Summit and the people are just, all the YouTubers, even the really popular ones are just like pretty down to earth. It's because none of them likes being the center of attention in real life. You know, so funny. Huh? I can stand in front of a camera and talk, but put me at a party and it's like, I'd rather be the DJ behind the, <laughs> you know, that's just not having to talk to anyone. That's just kind of <laughs> making the music. I would rather be that. <laughs> One of the most hilarious people I think I know is is Nathan, and he's not here today. Yeah, yeah but he not, always yeah. says he's like I I just am so quiet and and like don't you know fluctuate with my voice much or whatever. But it's hilarious because when he does say a joke, you have to stop and think and be like oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's the driest sense of humor, um, and it and it just works for him. I'm not saying you're boring, Nathan. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> I'm just saying you can play play up certain things yep. um, with your personality. Yes. Totally. I love it. <laughs> so you've got some good points, some good discussion about different aspects of the, the approaches to YouTube, the delivery of your content. I think uh, fundamentally, actually, I wanted to ask you, uh, Ricky and Anna, if you were to summarize this discussion in like one sentence, what would it be? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Man, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many different facets to it, but. If you had um, one succinct gold nugget that they can pull away from from this yeah for me it would just be um it's okay and probably even really beneficial to be authentic and be vulnerable um if that's something that you're able to overcome like if that's something that you can handle even if it's going to be really hard i get it for some people like that's just insurmountable um 
doesn't, it, but maybe you could work to a point where it would be. Yeah. That was more than one sentence. I'm just I know. Kidding. But the first wow. sentence was the main part. I'm that was kidding. good. The rest of it was just qualified. We, we should frame that. I'm just kidding. I don't know if I that can do it. That was more than wall. one sentence. I don't know if I can do it in one sentence either. Um, no, I was just going to say, I think back to our kind of point we were just talking about, but no matter how boring you think you are, or if you don't want to use your voice, or you don't want to show your face on camera, there is something about you that is unique and that you have to offer this world, and you have to relate to other people out there. There is there is an audience or a group of people who are going to love you and your content specifically and come to your content because they relate to you, and their situation is similar to your situation there's a group of people out there for you i love that also that was more than one sentence <laughs> yep we need to work on our succinctness at income school <laughs> uh, here's my sentence you ready for this i haven't thought this out yet uh there are many different approaches to youtube comma and you can find yours Mm-hmm. Ah, ah, there, there you go. go. Nice nice nailed it. Yes. <laughs> you did it. You did it. <laughs> uh, but really, that's that's what I'm pulling from this. I appreciate you, Anna, Ricky, and Anna coming to have this discussion. I knew it was going to be a good one. And really, our hope for this is to give you a bit of motivation, especially if you're feeling down or you're feeling like, I don't know if I can make this YouTube thing work or if I have whatever unique mix of personality traits or or content or things to make a successful YouTube channel. The bottom line here is exactly all of our one sentences um, that that you can do it and uh, we are rooting for you. And there's a lot of approaches to, to be successful on YouTube because fundamentally it's about you sharing what you have with the world and people are going to like that and they're going to like you for who you are. So thank you, everybody. Any of the last <laughs> words, Ricky or, or Anna? I was going to say it's the YouTube. I mean, it's all about. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, it's yeah. Like it's named it well. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> Somebody thought about that. <laughs> Somebody did, yeah. Well, great. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.